Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. Welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Spencer Locker. And me, Dave Pendleton. Yeah, well restrained there. <laughs> Good afternoon, Dave. Hey, up. Back in the podcast chariot. Hubcast chariot. Hubcast chariot. Yeah, the hubcast chariot. I really must remember the word. Gotta get your head around that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hope you're well, mate. Um, Carrying on from where we left off last time, because we were talking about the um, talking about the five dysfunctions or functional teams or Mm -hmm. whichever way you wanna Mm -hmm. you wanna chop this up. First one we talked about was trust. Sort of picked that apart, put it back together again, danced it up. just sort of had a bit of a chat about it and mm. got a little bit more understanding, I suppose, but mm. perspective. Mm-hmm. Next up, what we got? Conflict. Right, yes. So um, in Patrick Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions of the Team, um, trust is the bottom one. The next one we came across was conflict. Conflict, indeed. Lack of conflict, lack of positive conflict. What, how, what's your take on it? Yeah, of course, absolutely. We, we must clearly define this because... What the Lencioni points out very strongly is that conflict must exist within a team with a, an in brackets positive conflict. Mm. Because, you know, we work with many teams and groups and organizations where conflict is regular. Yes. Hence why there's so many problems, right? Yeah. Um, and that's not the type of conflict that we're talking about in the Lencioni model. Shall I read the clear definition? Do it. So it's nice and obvious. Do it. All right. Yeah. Teams that engage in positive and productive conflict discuss and resolve issues more quickly and completely than others, and they emerge from heated debates with no residual feelings or collateral damage, but with an eagerness and readiness to take on the next important issue. So it's an interesting statement. It is an interesting statement, yeah. And it's a statement that I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose positive conflict really resonates with me. Um, And and you you might be agreeing in your head (laughs) because you know what I'm like. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's there's some real obvious ones here in the Lencioni model, which essentially points out that they have to have lively debated meetings yeah that must be normal and natural Mm. now when it says lively and debated it means that we have to disagree Mm. it means that we have to have different points of view Mm. and different opinions that aren't always the same Mm. it means that and it means that we have to extract ideas from other people Mm. because we want to hear things we want to get them on the table so we can understand different perspectives and so forth and what we want to do as well here is minimize, dare I even say, eradicate politics. Mm. Yeah, long pause after that one. There is always a long pause after that <clears> one. <throat> and then put critical things on the table, ready to discuss freely. Yeah. For this to happen, though, what must, what else must you have? Well, interestingly, and of course, referring back to our previous Hubcast, Trust yes. must be in place. Massively. And the eight elements of psychological safety yes. have to be firmly in place so that we can indeed engage in those 
lively debates. Because if we haven't got trust, we, we said with the trust, the definition of trust, knowing that the other team members have got the best intentions. Correct. So when we're in a when we're in a discussion, when we're having a, a, a to in and fro in, bearing in mind that we're two different people, when you turn around to me and say, Spence, I disagree with that. Uh, what you've just said that I, I don't think that's quite relevant, or maybe it doesn't fit this particular thing. I could, if I didn't trust you, go. It's oh, a bit harsh, isn't it? What's, what, what have I done to piss him off? Absolutely. What have I done? However, if I look at you and I go, you know what, Dave? I trust you've got the best intentions. I trust that you've got the best intentions for the team, for the group, for the organisation. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to throw me under the under the bus. You're no. not trying to make me look a chopper. No. You're not trying to do anything other than say, you know what? I see this from a different perspective. I see this from a different way, and I believe that my way is better or will work better. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And if I don't trust you, I won't see that. No, you're right. Absolutely. Um, and, and I guess a really nice, clear definition that I suppose groups of people have helped me to define is very simply in these heated debates, in these, you know, lively disagreements and so yeah. forth. It's not about me. That's it. Mm. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about the thing. It's about the topic, the subject, the outcome, the budget, the manpower, whatever the lively debate and discussions it's about, it's about that. So so in our situation there, if you trust me, then you understand that it's not my human having to go at your human. It's 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 my brain trying to unpick the thing to work out the dynamic of the thing for me to decide whether it's suitable and it works for me. Hence why I disagree. All I'm disagreeing is to try and further understand what the thing is and what that means to me. Okay. So I, I, I get that. I agree with that. I appreciate that. So if it's so simple and straightforward, why don't we have it? Well, because very few people can take the, hum the human out the equation. Right. For, for the vast majority of people, it is about me. It's about proving credibility by having the best ideas, by always going with my point of view and my opinion and fighting strongly for that. It's about one-upmanship. It's about proving that my knowledge is greater than yours. It's about all those things, which of course have been bred into us through decades of having a professional career mm. and always having to do the very best and never demonstrating vulnerability. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. So it's a self-perpetuating problem really. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yes, there's a certain amount of ego in there, isn't there? Yeah, there is, uh, and and you know what? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's either it's either leading from an egotistical position mm. or needing to feed the ego. One I think is conscious, and one I think is less conscious yeah. or even unconscious. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean by oh, that? Oh yeah, yes, I do. I yeah. do. Yes, really interesting. And um, and we do some exercises when when we when we do this with with different organisations and teams. Oh, we do. Um, and uh, again, about picking. I mean, one of one of the exercises we do we do we talk about is is picking uh, a, a good a strength with somebody. Everybody in the room, everybody in the team, picking a strength for them, and then an area for development. Yes. Now I don't know what it, how it's gone for you, but for me, the strength is always. You know what? I get it. I agree with it. Yeah, thank you very much. The area for development 
eight times out of ten is a bit wet. It's a bit non-committal. Yeah, it's a little bit. Don't want to put their nose out of joint. I don't want to. I don't want to overtread. Again, is this rooted in trust? Does this person trust me to, to for, trust what I'm saying? Is it, it's not being personal? What's that weird? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And listen, we 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 manufactured that that exercise purposefully to demonstrate that point. Mm. And every single time I run it, it demonstrates that point perfectly well. Because if you like, the nicer uh, people among the group are incredibly hesitant about delivering the area to build on. Mm. Even though they know it, even though they could articulate it, they're quite hesitant. Mm. Um, however, the strength is very easy to deliver and they deliver it with a smile on their face. Mm. Um, which demonstrates the point of why we don't have those types of discussions. I don't just mean in a one-to-one basis, but why we don't um, like to have these conversations that we might deem as being negative. And it's because even if we trust somebody, we don't necessarily know that they're going to take it in the way that it's meant. So when we do this exercise live in a room, it's, it's positioned very specifically as deliver an area you think this person is strong at, and then something you think only from your point of view and perspective they could be better at. Mm. We don't clearly define it any more than that. It doesn't have to be work-based. So it could be actually sometimes uh, you're a little bit outspoken. Where's the danger in telling somebody that? Mm. Well, the danger, of course, is if five or six people say the same thing, mm. then this person is going to think, oh, is that the way I'm perceived? But actually, that's what we want them to perceive. Yeah. In fact, that's what we want them to understand. Because from that, they're going to take development points. Yeah. Because if five or six of your colleagues are saying something similar, then surely it must be true. Mm. Which starts the ball rolling, but it points out very clearly that it, it, if you like, and I hate to keep referring back to this point, but it, it, it's, it's all about the chimp. Mm. The chimp doesn't want to stir up those feelings. It's dangerous. It makes us hesitate. And even some people, it makes them quite anxious. Even when we first introduce the topic and subject about what you're going to do. Mm. Some people physically start to look quite anxious about delivering what they think is bad news. Mm. So I try and say, well, listen, there's no good news or bad news. There's no such thing as good news or bad news. The only thing that determines whether it's good or bad is how it's received. Yeah. So if somebody, if we went round our team, in fact, we only did this a, a couple of weeks ago, mm. uh, and I took those areas to build on very seriously, because that helps me understand where I can be better. Mm -hmm. I didn't hold it against you. I didn't hold it against Martin. I didn't hold it against anybody mm. because that's not what it's about. Yeah. And again, it's about removing the human from the topic and subject. And it's just understanding the outcomes yeah. and what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes total sense. It really does. But it's amazing how many, um, how many people lose, lose sight of that fact. They lose sight of the... That, that it not be it, it being an area for development, it being uh, a gift, it might be helping self awareness, things that you you hadn't really considered maybe before. It could be all those things, mm. but but again, if you think about it, through decades of our professional career, we've either we've either been taught or we've trained ourselves to avoid difficult conversations, mm. stepping on people's toes, interfering in people's roles and business. Yeah, it, but but it, it, we've <clears> only trained and taught ourselves away from those things because of the negative reactions it creates. Or has the potential to create, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. those negative reactions are in us, not in the people who are receiving it. Absolutely, sure, absolutely. So, you know, just the ability, and listen, I know we're going ways into the uh, 
you know, to the, to the way it makes people feel. But it's important that, you know, we establish quite quickly why people avoid these types of discussions, conversations. You know, I know we, we talked about one-to-one work there, but we're talking generally about disagreeing with somebody's point of view or opinion. Yeah. We're not disagreeing with the human. We're just disagreeing with the point, the thing. Yeah. And that's what we've got to remain focused on. Yeah. And uh, we talk about this, uh, we talk about this with, um, with the rules of when we when we're in conflict, we do hot and cold conflict. Sure. When we're talking about hot conflict, we've got to make it. It can't be personal. It's got to be relevant. It can't be historical. Absolutely. So it, it sort of trims all these options down. Because mm. if I'm in hot conflict with you, and I want to tell you exactly how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that way, and you want to do exactly the same with me, but when you start sitting in with these rules and regulations, right? It can't be personal, right? Okay. Mm. Uh, it can't be historical, so it's mm. got to be relevant. It mm. needs to be in the here and now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So we we go through all these all these rules that are trimming it down, so we can actually focus on what is causing this conflict. Sure. Um, so yeah, it all fits together. It all fits uh, together. Uh, and if you think about it, um, I mean, actually, we we've been in a few of these sessions fairly recently, Spencer. Some of you and I in the team, um, because we've been growing exponentially. Yeah. Um, expanding with people. Mm. You know, our people team has got larger. Um, you know, our um, delivery portfolio is getting larger all the time. Yeah. So quite frequently, we are getting together to throw some ideas around. Mm. Um, so it's really, really important that we don't get hung up on the who. You know, whose idea mm-hmm. was it? Yeah. Because it's just an idea that we need to talk about as a team. Mm. We all need to understand it and not even necessarily agree with it, but buy into it in principle. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not even about whether it's my idea, whether I think it's a good one or a bad one. I trust my colleagues to make the right decision. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it. Yeah. And I understand it. Yeah. And that is? Well, that leads us, of course, <laughs> clearly into the next yeah. element. Yeah. But that's, commitment. but it's true. Well, we can mention it. We don't have to, we don't, I no. mean, we don't have to cut it to bits in, in this um, session. We've got another session coming up. We can do it then, but we can still com- we can still do that because again we're talking about conflict and we're talking about ego. You know what? It's not something that I might agree with fully, but I trust they've got the best intentions, so I am going to commit to it. Sure. Because if I don't commit to it, it might fall on its ass. Mm. So I've got to commit to it. I've got to be full into it because I trust that they've got my be- they've got the best intentions. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely, definitely leads towards that. Yeah, it does. You know, and, and we work with teams who <clears throat> who are pretty good at this stuff. And they themselves tell us that it just enables them to move forward faster. Well, yeah. Because it's not about the person. Yeah. And this is the thing in it. No, you can move forward faster because you're committed, because you don't I mean I, we were I, mean, I don't want to go into commitment too much. No. Uh, but it's that that agility of being able to sort of commit to things sure. without having to turn around and say, hold on a minute, I need to talk to the rest of my crew about this. Because that opportunity may be gone by the time you get back. So it's like, well, I can commit to things because I know that they've got my back and they'll mm. commit to me. But it's also being able to back out when it's not working. It's always going, right, okay, this isn't what I thought it was. Yeah. We can back out. I don't have to refer. I don't have to go back. Sure. And it's, again, down to com- conflict and trust. Mm. I trust my people and people, are, 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 it's not about me. That's it's right. human out of it. Brilliant. And, and I've, been on the, I've been at the table. I've listened to the thoughts and ideas. Mm. I don't agree with them, but I get it. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to voice my thoughts, my concerns, and my opinions. People listened, appreciated, and understood. 
but we're going to go with the boss's idea anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah it, it's it's a it's a an integral part. Hundred percent, it's an integral part of you know creating functionality. Because if you just think about those examples we've given, when we allow ourselves to get in the way of making important decisions, it creates dysfunctionality. Mm. It takes us away from success rather than towards it. And that's what we want at the end of the day. We want to be successful. Success breeds happiness. Happiness breeds success. I like your equation. Oh, loving, it. <laughs> loving it. Dave, thank you very much. Welcome. Chopping up that confidence and uh, that, that conflict rather and getting us where we need to be. So... Thank you very much for another T2 Hubcast. We will be back with another T2 Hubcast in the future. Bye-bye now. (laughs) Ta-ra.